Welcome to Juice Guru Radio. Discover what the magic and power of juicing can do for you. And now, your host, best-selling author of The Complete Idiot's Guide to Juice Fasting, Steve Prusak. Hello and welcome. Welcome to Juice Guru Radio. I'm your host, Steve Prusak. It's great to be with you. And on today's show, we've got an exciting interview with Marcus Rothkrantz, author, entrepreneur. He's been spreading the message of health for years. He's going to be with us right here on Juice Guru, telling us how he does it and lives a healthy life and how you can be a new you this year, 2015. It's all coming up here. And we'll be back right after this with Marcus Rothkrantz. Did you know you can make a great living in the hottest new business trend today? The Juice Guru Certification Program is the world's first online course to give you the knowledge and marketing skills to excel as a juicing coach and start making money in no time. Find out more at JuiceCoachTraining.com. Juice Guru Radio. Well, hello. Welcome back. Welcome back to Juice Crew Radio. I'm your host, Steve Prusak. It's great to be with you. And our guest on today's edition of Juice Crew Radio is Marcus Rothkrantz. He's the author of The Prosperity Secret, Free Food and Medicine. He's been spreading the message about health and healing, epic love. You can find out more about him at MarcusRothkrantz.com. Let's welcome to Juice Crew Radio right now, Marcus Rothkrantz. Thank you, Steve. I think an easier website to send them to is HealAnything.com. Nobody knows how to spell my name. <laughs> <laughs> HealAnything.com. Okay, we'll have that link up at Juice Guru Radio so you can find it there, too. So, Marcus, this is great. What a perfect guest you are to start us here in the new year. Thank you. It's good to be here. Let's talk a little about your background, just for our, our listeners who aren't familiar with your work and how you got into health. I mean, you were born with a weak immune system, right? Yeah, I almost died four times. I... Uh... Wow. Oh, I, nobody knew what health was back in the 60s. I mean, we were eating bread and pasta and cheese and cereal and cookies and milk and sugar. You know, all the, basically anything with white flour and sugar and milk. And, uh, you know, I always tried to be the good little boy. I, I never, even to this day, I've never touched a drop of alcohol. I never touched any coffee even. Uh, never smoked a cigarette, never did drugs. But yet I was dying by the time I was in my late 20s. I was bleeding when I went to the bathroom. My glasses thicker than my fingers. It was it was bad, and uh, I didn't. I, I nobody. And it took me a while to figure out that this is all because of what I'm eating, and it was bizarre. So um, anyway, it was a 20 year journey. I tried vegetarian. It still was sick. And then I tried vegan. I still got sick. And you know, just because you're vegetarian and vegan doesn't mean you're healthy. I mean, you're still eating pasta, bread, cereal, cookies. You know, pizza. And then you're eating like imitation meat and imitation cheese, which is not necessarily the greatest thing in the world, unless you know. So anyway, um, it took a while to figure out how to get back to nature and what nature. You know, basically, you have to live the way nature intended us to live. And when I started doing that, it's called raw food. We're the. It's kind of funny. We're the only species on the planet that cooks its food, and we're the only ones that get diabetes, heart disease, cancer, and all that stuff. The only animals that get out are the ones that are fed by man or eat garbage left over by man, for the most part. So, uh, you know, people say, well, it's carrot sticks and celery. That's boring. It's cold. It's, it's, no, it's not. Um, we just came out with a cookbook um, that shows you how you can make uh, pizza and pasta and Pop-Tarts and macaroni and cheese, but it's all, it's warm, but it's not cooked, and it tastes just and looks just like the real thing. So it's not boring. You just have to not kill the food with, with high heat, and uh, it was a it was a while to figure this out. It's kind of funny because we're the only species on the planet that that kills its food with heat, 
every other life form on the planet just eats whatever it finds, and that's it. And, you know, it's funny because animals in the wild, they don't get gray hair. They don't get bald and fat. And, and you know, aging is not a normal thing, really, in, in, in nature. It's a human thing. Um, we're not supposed to spend 40 years slowly decaying and, and you know, wasting away. That That's... That's not right. So anyway, it was it was a journey, um, and I, and also health is not just what you eat. It's it's how you feel about yourself. Are you doing what you want in life? Is your how's your relationship? You know all that stuff. So it, it's it's all energy, and uh, so that's all part of the package deal. And again, it was a journey to figure this out. And when I finally figured it out, I wrote a book called Instructions for a New Life. This is what I wish they would have told us when we were kids. <laughs> <sighs> wow. So. You became enlightened and realized you were on the wrong path as far as eating and tried the traditional vegan, vegetarian diets and still were sick, still had problems. And when you started introducing raw food, what were some of the changes? I mean, your health improved. Were there other areas that you, um, that you oh, saw? Oh, lots of stuff. It was like I was becoming Superman. I, I mean, I went to my, my dentist and he says, wait, what happened to the cavities you had last year? I went to the eye doctor and he said, you know, because my glasses were hurting, and he did a test. He goes, "You're 2015. That's better than 2020. What'd you do? Your eyes are not supposed to be able to heal." And um, and I only needed four hours of sleep, and and I was, you know, I, I looked totally ripped, and and I had all this energy, and and my mood improved. I uh, everything. I, I it was like, I mean, I know it sounds weird, but I could I could hear things a lot further away than. I could before, like superhuman powers were starting to come in as, as almost, and um, and I realized this is how we're supposed to be. And most people spend their whole life numbed out, having no clue what real living is like. They're all numbed out. They're they're you know the food they're eating, the de- depression. They're not they're not they're in a codependent relationship. They're not doing the job they really like. Blah blah blah, blah. and they're just numbed and they eat comfort food to comfort themselves from that depression, and that just makes it worse. And just this downward spiral, but when you're totally clean and free and just no nothing holding you down and your all your sensory uh abilities are are fully operational it's amazing it is it's, it's, it's a whole new world it's like you just stepped into a whole other video game well you've been spreading the message for years now and speaking all over the world and what kind of results have you seen from people that are are embracing your message reading your books and and applying this to their lives what kind of feedback are you getting Oh some of these before and after pictures are pretty amazing there's this one guy he's at the front of my book um heal yourself 101 he he uh you couldn't even tell if it's the same person. He looked like Santa Claus in the beginning, and then afterwards he's this really hunky, good-looking young guy with ripped muscles and everything. I said, that's not the same guy. I had this one girl, she texted me today. I get these every day, but this one girl said uh, she lost 75 pounds, and she's a fitness model now um, in competition. And, you know, plus, you know, life-saving stuff like diseases that went away, but we're not supposed to say that stuff. <laughs> We're not allowed to say that this stuff can actually heal you. Oh, my God. Uh, but, yeah, that, I mean, all kinds of stuff. You name it. I mean, but stuff that most people would call miracles. And you just become a new person. You, you get younger looking. Um, I mean, it's it, you can see the before and after pictures on my, my website. But it, it's, uh, it's a whole new way of living, and it's the way we're supposed to live. 
Well, for those listening and they're they're embracing the new year, they're starting to juice, they're 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 incorporating smoothies into their routine. Maybe maybe some of our listeners are on a cleanse now. How can they start, you know, consuming some of these foods? What are some of the first steps you would say we can take to start living this life? Well, I outline this in my book, Heal Yourself 101. It's basically, you you can go as fast or slow as you want. I mean, you have to clean out. If you're rebuilding a body or a car or a house, you have to strip down the rotting stuff, the exterior, and strip it right down to the the bare bones, sandblast it, clean it, and then rebuild it with only good building materials. It's the same with anything that you're rebuilding. And uh, it's important for people to, you can't just take an herb or a, or a food, you know, people think they can answer their problems just by swallowing something. What do I take for this? What do I take for that? You know, can I just swallow some cleansing herbs? It, nothing compares to water. If you do an enema or colonics or something like that, it, you know, water is the universal solvent. There's nothing to be afraid of. I mean, so anyway, you got to cleanse. But when you're cleansing, you have to also cleanse your life, not just your body, because your body's just a the result of your life and the choices you've made. So if you're going to start a new life, start throwing away a third of what you own. Start getting rid of the negative people in your life. Start doing what you want to do in life. And at the same time, stop doing the things that are bad for you. That's the first step. It's like stop the bread, the pasta, the stuff made with flour or wheat or sugar or or dairy. And... um, then, you know, you can go overnight or you can go slowly. Like you can go cooked food, raw food, smoothies, juices, water, and then back up from water fast to juices to smoothies to uh, to raw food. <coughs> or you can go, you know, overnight or whatever. But the, ba- the basic thing is you got to clean out and you got to give your body time to clean out because what a lot of people do is they start eating raw food and the body goes, oh, good, this is, this is healthy stuff. So it starts cleansing automatically, like 60 trillion cells start dumping stored waste from the last 40 years, and the body overloads, and then they get sick. And they get, you know, and people go, oh, look, you're sick, it's not working, go, go eat a hamburger, you know. But what's happening is the body's detoxing, and you're not helping it detox because the elimination systems are overwhelmed. It's like spring cleaning without having, without having a big enough garbage can. You have to help your body get rid of that stuff, otherwise you're going to get sicker. So that's part of the cleansing process. It's not just what you swallow. It's, it's what you get out of your body. That's actually more important. And uh, so we start with water, and then you go up to uh, juices. And I say green juices, not fruit juices, because fruit juices concentrate the sugars, and now you're feeding the pathogens, uh, you know, bacteria. Bacteria, yeast, fungus, mold, viruses, parasites, blah, blah, blah. Um, so greens are the best way to cleanse, and the more bitter the greens, the better. I know people don't want to hear this, but bitter is what cleanses what cleanses your body. It's what stimulates your liver to clean. Your liver is your body's filter. So the more bitters that you um, take, as nasty as it is, the more you cleanse. And it's also good for depression. It's kind of funny because if you're bitter in life, if you're unhappy, depressed, bitter stuff helps you. Sweet stuff actually makes you depressed in the long run. So, uh, we, you know, if you were living in nature and just eating plants just straight off the bush, most of them would be kind of bitter. And that's our, we've lost that, that uh, our tongues have kind of like deviated from experiencing what we're supposed to experience. And we're, all we're eating is sweet stuff. And that's like the big mistake that a lot of raw food is and juicing and, and smoothie people make is it's all sweet stuff. 
um, it's just not necessarily uh, the greatest thing, um, maybe for transition, but ultimately you got to get some bitter stuff into it. So greens for juicing, and then later on you work your way up to smoothies. Now you have greens and fruit. You can add some frozen fruit, bananas and cranberries, whatever, uh, whatever herbs you want. So now you've got smoothies, so you're still liquid, but it's got fiber in it. It's the entire fruit and, and salad. It's a, it's a liquefied salad, basically. And then after you do that for a while, two, three weeks, however you can handle, then you go to raw food and you try to stay there. And I tell people, you know, this isn't a prison sentence. You don't have to live 100% for the rest of your life. You know, if you want to go to a restaurant once in a while, have some fun, it's fine, but just pay attention to your body, see how you feel, and it's a learning experience, you know. Mm-hmm. Just be free. If you tell somebody you can't do something, they're going to do it. If you tell them you're free to do whatever you want, then they, they become more reasonable at controlling themselves. And that's all laid out in Heal Yourself 101. We're going to have a link to that at juicegururadio.com under the show notes for Marcus Rothkrantz. You'll find a link. That book is highly recommended. You know, prosperity, a new you in the new year. How, is it this the year to attract abundance? We're going to find out with Marcus Rothkrantz right after this on Juice Guru Radio. Hi, this is Jay Cordish, the father of juicing. Juicing helped me get rid of cancer in my early 20s, and here I am in my 90s feeling fantastic. I want to invite you to join me in our School of Juicing. This online program features award-winning videos, audiobooks, and CDs to inspire and educate you on how juicing can change your life, too. Check out our site at schoolofjuicing.com. Start living healthy and increase your energy today. Visit schoolofjuicing.com to find out more. That's SchoolofJuicing.com. Hello and welcome back to Juice Guru Radio. I'm your host, Steve Prusak. We're here with Marcus Rothkrantz, bringing in the new year right. We're talking about health, prosperity, and epic love in the new year. And right now we're shifting gears into prosperity. And one of my favorite books a couple years ago was Prosperity Secrets. It's got a DVD series that goes along with it. Marcus, can you share some of the insights from the Prosperity Secrets? It's so uh, useful this time of the year. Yeah, well... It's all part of um, health, actually. I mean, most people are not really, I mean, they, they can eat. It's funny how many miserable, uh, I don't want to say hippies, but, you know, like the, the health people, they're not really that happy. They're all miserable because other people are having fun eating their donuts and pizza and stuff, and they're making the money. And it's like somehow, I don't know, somewhere, I don't know where it came from, the 60s or something, but somehow getting back to nature and being natural and all that, make people program that they need to be, like, uh, not well off. They need to be, like, have no money, that they're, uh, you know, and it's not true. I mean, you need freedom and power to do whatever you want to do. And, you know, we were programmed that money is evil and rich people are bad. No, they're not. There's just as many good people as there are bad people. Just like there are, you know, just as many uh, drug pushers in in uh, the ghetto as, as there is in in the fancy places. So it, it's you can't categorize prosperity as bad. It's freedom is what it is. You're free to do whatever you want to do, and you know the more power you have to do what you want to do, the more of an effect you can have on the world. So you got to get over the first thing of the programming that you've had from society, your parents, that you know having uh, any kind of prosperity is bad. Now prosperity is not necessarily money. It's, again, freedom. Uh, a lot of rich people, they, they don't even pay for what they have. It's given to them. And this is like a big, important thing that people have to realize, that 
the the more uh, power you get and freedom you get, you get things. There stuff's given to you. Like you don't go after things. That's the main thing that most people do. They go after stuff. They go after the job, the money, the status, the material things, the the, the relationship. You know, and that pushes them away. It scares things away. It's when you don't need it anymore that it comes to you, and that's the 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 tricky part that people have to understand, and it's explained in the book. But when you don't need anything anymore, that's when it's given to you. And the other thing you have to realize, when it's given to you, it's not yours. It's on loan to you. This means everything. Your house, your relationship, your car, your, your, your body, your life, everything. All the great, the goods of the world are on loan to you. And you have to appreciate them. And you have to realize that they might be taken away, like tomorrow, next day, next year. And that's okay if it does. All that does is create a void in your life, and voids need to be filled. It's the law of the universe. You make a hole, it's going to get filled with something. And it'll probably be the newer model of whatever it is. So once you get in a new way of thinking, um, it becomes like automatic. And all that stuff that you dreamed about um, not only comes to you, but you start getting stuff that you never even expected, that you didn't even know existed, because we can only want what we know exists. But there's stuff out there that we don't even know it exists, and it starts getting handed to you out of the blue. I mean, it's amazing when you get into this flow uh, how, in a, in a way, it's like the universe is watching, and if you prove to the universe that you're capable of handling something, it'll give it to you. If you show that you're being greedy or, uh, what do you call it, where you, you say, it's mine, it's mine, it's all mine, then it gets taken away again. But... Um, and I finally get it. I finally get what all these great teachings from, you know, the biblical teachings and, and different and all different religions. I finally get it. I finally get what they're all talking about. It makes sense. Um, so it's, it's really cool how uh, the less you hold on. And, you know, and again, what does this all boil down to? Letting go. That's it. The secret for the new year is let go. That old stuff that's holding you back, that's burdening you, that's depressing you. Uh, and make your lighten your load as much as possible. And people are afraid. Well, if I, you know, step away from my job or my relationship, the guy takes care of me. Whatever, you know, I might be out on the street. No, it's not true. Um, it's a test. It's all a test. And and this is it's all explained in the book. But but the point is that you got to let go in order to get the new stuff. If the hole is filled, you can't get something else to fill that hole. You have to, you know, make room for it. If you build it, it will come. You know, it, it's preparing for it. And it took me 50 years to prepare for Kara to come into my life. And finally, when I was ready, there she was. I mean, just out of the blue, bam. There, you know, and I, I never expected somebody like that could even exist. I mean, it, it, we're, we, we are so uh, a contradiction of of what people think is, is, is real in reality, but it's real. It does happen. I mean, I really, I finally, uh, I finally uh, can tell that there is a higher consciousness because the things that are happening are just too amazing. And uh, that's part of it. That's part of health. Health is being happy and free. Well, our listeners should know. I mean, you know from experience because you worked in Hollywood. You produced movies. I mean, you had all the abundance and hung out with the celebrities. And then tell, them, tell us the story how you had all that and then you just let it all go. And that's when you really tapped into the secret. 
Yeah, I, I lived in Hollywood. I mean, I did everything they told me to do, you know, get successful, get the house with the picket fence, get the wife, get the money, get the job, the car. And I did. I got all that, and I wasn't happy in any category. And I was sick, too. I was not even healthy. And I said, you know, it's something. What's going on here? It's like, was I told the wrong thing? Is, is all of society running on, on a lie or on a deception? It's like, is everybody just lost sheep and I'm following this so I said look this isn't working and and I can't keep going like this this isn't right and so I told my wife I said you know take whatever you want I'm out of here I'm sorry unless you want to come along but I got to start over and she'll uh, basically I got rid of everything and went out to the desert took my clothes off and walked naked in the desert saying I don't care if I come back unless I know the truth I don't even want to exist This, this is like it's not working and I gave up the need to have an identity. I gave up the need to live. I gave up the need to, you know, to to prove myself. I didn't have to val- validate myself. I didn't have to answer to anybody. It was so awesome. And I didn't even have to be alive the next day. I had no, uh, like, there was nothing asked of me. And I was free. And I woke up the next day on a rock, looked at this beautiful eagle soaring overhead, and there's, like, birds and rabbits and squirrels and whatever, you know, and they accepted me as part of their world. They weren't scared. They just said, okay, this guy's cool. You know, they're chilling. And, and I saw they had no worries in the world. You know, they weren't worried about their mortgage or, you know, who or what somebody thought of them or, you know, are they accepted by their friends? And I said, this is such a cool way of living. And they're so like, you know, and if they had a spat, it lasted maybe 30 seconds and they're back to, you know, being relaxed again, and I, I learned so much being out there for that month in the desert, and I came back, you couldn't even recognize me, I was a different person, and um, it was, it just changed my life to just let go, and like I said, I finally get what the, the biblical teachings are talking about, and, and you know, it's harder for a rich man to go get into heaven than was it, a camel to go through heaven, you like, get it, if you got a lot of stuff and you're hanging on to it, people have trouble getting rid of letting go like even like people on relationships they think that if they let go even if it's dysfunctional they they don't want to let go of it because they think there's going to be they might there might not be anything to replace it after the fact or that they you know if they give up their job their house their car whatever that they're going to be out on the street and that's the test and once and look I was naked in the desert I had nothing and I was freer and happier than I was ever in my life and I came back, and I'm living, a, I'm living my dream life now. And stuff is given to me that is beyond, like, imagination. It's like I don't have to work hard to make this stuff. It is literally handed to you by the universe. And it's, it's almost like, like I said, like you don't hand the keys of a Ferrari, Ferrari to a six-year-old because he's not ready yet. But if you can prove yourself that you're mature enough and that you deserve it, you know, you give it a shot. And that's what happens when you show to the universe that you're ready, that you, you are okay, that, you, and that you're not possessive. You're not like, a, you know, um, what's the word coveting or whatever that word is where you, you, you know, it's, it's all mine and you become greedy and egotistical. Uh, then it's taken away again. But if you're, you know, appreciation is the key. If you can truly appreciate even the smallest thing in your life, even if you're a bum on the street, if you can appreciate the fact that the sun is out, that the birds are chirping, that you, you have a breath of life. That's where it all starts. And the more you appreciate, the more you're given. 
the, you just have to be thankful for what you're given. And that's kind of, uh, you know, the, the secret of working your way up the ladder. And stuff's given to you. You're thankful for it. You don't, you don't feel like, you know, you realize it's on loan to you. Even, you know, my relationship with Kara, it's on loan to me. It's beautiful. I have the time of my life. I, I, I'm so thankful. But, you know, the minute people start feeling possessive uh, and, and there's control issues and, or, you know, insecurities, that's when problems start happening. You know, like they say, if you love something, set it free. If it, if it comes back, it's yours. It's true. You've got to always, at every moment of your life, set everything free. Everything. This is a constant thing. No matter what it is, it never ends. Every second of your life, set everything free. It's a way of living. And I hope that answers the question a little bit. <laughs> well, we'll have a link for the pros- Prosperity Secrets at JuiceGrowRadio.com under show notes for Marcus Rothkrantz. Recommended, highly recommended, especially in this new year, along with the other books that we're going to recommend. But Marcus, I know, you know, we've taken up a lot of your time here, but your latest message, we've interviewed you before, but the epic love is the new thing here. And uh, we'd love to dive into this with you. Health and longevity is one thing. And now you're talking about love. Can you expand on this concept of love? (laughs) Well, that's really all that matters to me. That's all I've ever wanted. I don't really care about food. I don't really care about like, if I was, when I was naked in the desert, all I, really, I mean, I learned to be okay with myself, but if I had Kara with me out there at that time, it, wow, it would have been, that would have, I wouldn't have needed anything else. But love is, is I mean, it's something you give out, but to, to receive it from someone unconditionally is just so amazing, and um, it's the only thing that really matters to me. I, I it's, it's, it's really, I don't even know how to, how to begin on this it, it's i think it's what everybody wants more than anything is to be wanted to be um having that magical beautiful romantic uh partner to go through life with and no matter what you want to do they're there doing it with you and and you're like kids you know we're i'm 53 this year and we, we're acting like 18 year olds hmm. I mean, well, let's, let's take us back because before you met Kara, what were your relationships life, like? Were you on that journey to find someone or did it just kind of happen when you let go? How did, how did Kara come about? Because I don't remember that we've talked about her before. Yeah. Uh, well, she's only, I think the last time we talked, it was two years ago or something. And she just came in at that point. But mm-hmm. um, all the relationships I've been in, are, are they were fine. I mean, we're still... I still love all of them. I mean, there's no argument. There's no, like, negativity or anything. It's just apples and oranges. I mean, you try to make it work. You find someone that looks like what you want, that has certain qualities, and what do we do? Most people try to make somebody into what they want. That doesn't work. Or you think they're going to change on their own, so you sit back and wait. Usually it doesn't. People are what they are, you know. So, um it took a while. To, I mean, you need. I think we all need somebody to fill that space while we're making it through life to walk alongside. It's just uh, when the insecurities and the codependency is becomes part of it. That's when it becomes not fun. And um, so I got to a point where okay, I'm on my own. I'm just going to live my life and. You know, I, I, I every year you master yourself a little bit better. And the things that I wanted to deserve Kara, I had to improve myself to get to that point. 
I had to prove to the universe I was ready for someone like that, that I could handle it, that I was deserving of that. And it took me 50 years to do that. I mean, I'm not saying everybody needs to wait that long, but you get what you can handle at any moment of your life. Whatever you can handle, that's what you're given. It might not be the perfect thing, but you're given whatever you can handle at that moment. And then when the time is up and, you know, it served its purpose and, uh, you know, the universe does its little thing to whatever it is. It just makes you go separate ways. And, you know, I have a beautiful relationship with, I mean, I, I still love everybody. I mean, there, there, it's not a love issue. It's just a compatibility issue, I think, more than anything. It, it's where you just want somebody that has the same interests, desires, um, you know, where you're just like kids running around a theme park and say, what ride do you want to go on now? You know, and you love the same rides. You know, I have, I have friends that, you know, in their forties and they just haven't met the right person yet, you know, and they've, they've gone yeah. through different relationships. What, what kind of advice do you give to people that just haven't come across the right person and just maybe they're down now, maybe they're, you yeah. know, not able to have kids anymore and they're just depressed about that. And why haven't I found the right person? What kind of advice can we give them? Well, you know, not having kids anymore is not necessarily a bad thing. It frees you up to have that, that romance where you can just sweep the world um, it's it's really I mean it's all perspective. The most people that haven't found that perfect person yet they need to they do lean to do a little more work on themselves. It's not a fun thing. They, nobody wants to be told. Everybody thinks they're perfect, but you need to prepare. If you want, um, you know, a fashion model, you need to kind of be one yourself. You got to be at that level. You can't be like you know a bum. You gotta you gotta work your way up to whatever. You know, you got to be on the same page, the same level, the same everything. And um, whatever it is that you want, turn yourself into that first. And my book, Instructions for Your Life, walks you through the steps of that. A lot of it is letting go. Most people, uh, they don't find, I mean, even if they bump into the perfect person, if they're not ready, that other person is going to go, ugh, I don't want to be with this person. It's like, you know, I've... I bet, by the time you hit your 40s or 50s, you're like, nobody has patience anymore to go through that immature, uh, oh, I hope they're going to change. You know, It's either right or it's not. And there's very little patience at that point. It's got to click or it doesn't. Mm-hmm. And now people who compromise say, well, I need somebody to fill that hole. And that's not great either. I mean, the whole key is to make yourself ready. And I... This is, I know, hard for some people to believe, but the universe brings it to you when you're ready. You don't have to go looking for it. It comes to you. And it's just part of the way the universe works. And it's not something that's easily explained, but that's the way it works. And it's kind of like, I guess one of the best ways to explain it is, let's say you want somebody really bad, and you go after them, and you, 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 know, you become kind of like a stalker to that person. They run away, and they go, ugh. You know? But the minute you say, ah, I don't want you anymore, suddenly they want you, because people don't like rejection. So the minute you say to the universe, I don't need this anymore, it goes, okay, I think you're ready now. It's funny, because it, it, it's the opposite of what you think. You don't go after stuff. You have to get to the point where you're okay with yourself and you don't need it, and you've got to prove that you're okay by yourself. Then somebody comes and says, let's, you know, walks alongside you in the park and says, let's, hey, 
I see you go jogging in this park every day. Do you mind if I join you? That's, I'm speaking metaphorically here, uh, you know, in, in the park being life. And you go, yeah, sure, come on. And then they walk alongside your life. And it's just, uh, you know, it, it's not that complicated. So the best thing is self-improvement. Stop looking for that other person, that uh, the better job, whatever it is. You have to work on yourself first. Make yourself as beautiful, as perfect, uh, of, uh, you know, as, as pr- be proud of yourself. Start saying no to that negative stuff. Start getting rid of the negative people. Stop, stop eating the bread and the pasta and the stuff made with wheat and flour and sugar, you know, the cooked foods, whatever. And to the point where you are so attractive, I don't just mean physically, I mean in all ways, where people look at you and they go, that person is, is there's something about them. And then they come up to you, and then, you know, I'm just saying, it just happens. It, you don't really have to put a lot of energy into anything but yourself. And that's what it boils down to. And all, most of it is just cleaning out the crud that you're hanging on to. A lot of people think that if they hang on to their dysfunctional relationship, that some, they're going to hang on to it until something better comes along. No, it doesn't work that way. You have to get rid of the dysfunctional stuff, make a whole, make a, you know, make the space in your life, and then something will come to you. So, anyway, that's kind of a, a summary of it, but, um, and it's like that with anything, with food, with relationships, with, with you know, income, prosperity, it's all, this, it's all the same. And when Kara came along, was she on a similar journey as far as raw food and some of the things, that you, the work you've been doing? Well, she opens the first gourmet raw restaurant in, in, uh, the world, from what we know, I mean, this is in the early '90s. Her brother Giuliano is the famous, you know, raw guy. Um, that's his sister, and they've been doing raw food. They've had four restaurants over the last. Uh, I mean, she's had her own. They're kind of separate entities, but she's been in raw food mainly her whole life, and that's just her life. She just does what she what feels right, and you can tell by looking at her, like. People in, in their mid-40s don't look like that. She looks like she's like in, in college or something. Mm-hmm. And um, it's amazing how similar our lives were. Like we, we, we were in, like throughout our lives, we, we grew up in the Northeast where it was cold and snowy. I was in Canada, she was in Chicago. Then she went to Florida and California and Nevada, and so did I, California. And she lived like, like for in the 70s, she lived like, two blocks from where I had my house and wow. um, just recently. And then finally, when we found each other and I said, where do you live? She goes, I'm on like, uh, you know, it's basically one freeway exit from where I live. And we were so close to each other our whole lives. And the point is, this is perfect point here. If we would have met each other 10, 20 years ago, we wouldn't have been ready. We would, it would have been like an uncooked, oh, that's not a right good word. <laughs> I mean, uh, an unprepared, you know, a meal that's not ready to be eaten. It's just, it's, you got to be ready for it. Otherwise, it's just not going to work. How did you end up, how did you end up meeting? Oh, it's kind of funny. I mean, we kind of knew, knew about each other from the internet, but I was at Home Depot and I hear, are you Marcus? (laughs) She was standing there and I looked at her and, and the, the, Lady at the cash register looks. It was like a scene out of when Harry met Sally or something. The cash register lady looks at her, looks at me, and goes, "Oh my God, you two are perfect." And, and that was you know, the rest is history. 
Do you use the term, do you use the term soulmate? Like what is your, or twin flame or some of these terms for when we meet the person we know we're meant to be with? Is that how you describe this experience? I guess. I mean, I'm not really that, I mean, everybody has different interpretations of what that means. I think the person I was with for 15 years, she was a soulmate, but I know this was a good analogy that somebody said, you know what a soulmate is? It's like finding an old shoe. It fits perfectly. It just feels so right, but it's not very exciting. It's just, you know, it, there's no fireworks. It's just you've been together a thousand times. It's like, it just fits. It's comfortable. It's like finding your sister. Um, twin Flame, and again, I'm not an expert on this. I really don't know, but um, there really is a flame. I mean, we even just, if she walks... If she comes in the doorway and I see her like, you know, 20 feet away coming in the doorway and we lock eyes, it's like there's definitely a fire. I mean, there's a, there's like, it, and it's been two years and we, we still make out like four times a day. It's like, we, we're, we're, it's unbelievable, the fire. It's, it, we're, it's uncontrollable. There, there is such a, uh, an excitement to be together. We don't need to even leave the house. It's so cool. Like, you know, you look at her and you think she's a party animal. She likes to go to clubs and party and all that. No, she likes to stay home. And so do I. And we both like to dress up. We both like to, you know, be extravagant uh, entertainers. But we're very homebody-ish. We're very reclusive. We don't like um, being approached by people very much. We're very, like, just we just want to be alone. We just want to make out, and that's it. Just us, <laughs> you know. And that's, I, I always said, you know, if I was on a desert island with my dream girl, I'd, I'd, be, I'd be happy. That's all I need. And that's kind of what this is, in a way. I got palm trees outside. It's a little closed-in compound, and she's my girl. And I'm in, like, this desert oasis, I guess. Oh, it's awesome. Well, I, you know, I feel yeah. like we've covered it all here. And how perfect to have you on for the new year to talk about food, health, healing, love and prosperity i mean that's what we're all looking for in this new year right i mean there are people out there um who are very uptight you know who who like george burns lived to be 100 drinking and smoking and then there's raw foodies that are dying at 70 you know it's it's, you got to be happy and there's somewhere in between there's got to be like a balance of of doing you know you got to be happy with your life and you got to find the love you got to find the truth and feel free and you know, the more you pay attention to your body and the, the, your environment, the more you want to do the right thing anyway, and it just comes naturally. You can't force it. You, can't, you shouldn't do it because it's, because it's theoretically the thing to do. You should do it because you want to do it. And um, anyway, so, yes, it's just a good time. I mean, it's a new year, new life, and people should really start listening to their heart and following it. We're going to have more with Marcus on the Jay and Linda Cordage School of Juicing. I know we're going to have you, I think, Linda was saying Kara too, but we're excited to have you through the power of video. That'll be coming this year. Marcus, anything to say in close? I mean, that, that pretty much did wrap it up, but was there any other advice you wanted to give to our listeners before we close here? We're going to have all the links up at juicegrewradio.com for the books and everything we're recommending here, but anything to say here in closing? No, not really. Just, <laughs> just follow your heart and speak the truth and do what feels right. And the magic will start happening. Thank you. Marcus Rothkrantz, it's, it's, the teachings are so simple but powerful. Always have been. Always a fan. Thank you, Marcus. Thank you for being on Juice Guru Radio. Thank you, Steve. It's been a pleasure. Well, I'll, I'll be seeing you real soon. <laughs>
Okay. Okay. Thanks again, and thank okay. you for being here on Juice Crew Radio. I'm your host, Steve Prusak, and we'll see you next time right here at JuiceGuruRadio.com. Thank you for listening to Juice Guru Radio. Find out more about us at JuiceGuruRadio.com. Until next time, get your juice on.